I think we need to address the issues from last time. Question one was, is Bob Holness dead? Which is kind of a running theme I'm starting to spot here. Bob Holness is cropping up. Not only Bob Holness, but dead questions. I'd like to set up a database of the dead so that I can refer to it. It takes up a lot of time and it would leave other queries open for a fuller explanation, uh, maybe probing some more important issues. Just on a quick aside, someone I know, they have a genuine Deadpool every year. They put a few pound in and pick celebrities that they think will die that year. Sounds like a good idea. It does sound like a good idea. The irony of having Clint Eastwood in it would be shocking if he were to go in a Deadpool situation. It took me a little while to click on what you were talking Dirty about. Dirty Harry fans out there are lapping it up. But yes, Bob Holness, he is not dead. Anyone else not dead? Going through it, did Madge die in real life? From Neighbours, Madge from Neighbours. As far as we know, she's still clocking on as well, getting up every morning. She's not pushing up the daisies. She's not deceased. Who else? Rene from Hello Hello. Gordon Kay. Now, did we want to know if he was dead or not? I or think did so. we just want to know his name? His name. It was just Gordon Kay. That's it then. That ends there. On a similar theme, but not quite the same, where are all these frozen celebrities kept? What frozen celebrities? It was just frozen celebrities. Are there any frozen celebrities still alive, cryogenically frozen? Nowhere is the answer to that. They're not kept anywhere. As far as we know, they don't exist. There's a rumour that Walt Disney's brain is frozen. That's why they haven't released a good film for the last 200 years. He just, he's got bright as block. Oh, have you seen Home on the Range, the last animated Disney film? Is that Disney? Yeah, when you've got Whoopi Goldboy doing voices. You've... Whoopi Goldboy. <laughs> he suddenly went, I'm Italian American on us. Whoopi Goldboy with a bagel. And the only one remaining, again, Bob Holner's cropping up again. I had heard a rumour that he played the saxophone on Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. No, he didn't. He does play the saxophone, but he doesn't do it on Rafferty's Baker Street. He does play the saxophone, though, so we don't have to take him out of our ultimate lineup that we created last time. He's night. still there, blowing those pipes. And finally, is there anything that Eamon Holmes hasn't presented? Now, I've got a brief list here for you. The movie game. Crosswitch. Parkinson. Gladiators. Top of the Pops. Tally Addicts. The Generation Game. 100%. Brain Teaser. ITV Play. Tales of the Unexpected. Ghost Train. Channel 4 Weather. Britain's Next Top Model. Toddler Starts. And Krypton Factor. Apparently he's presented everything Everything else. other than that is yeah. on at some point. And I think that leads us on to the idea of stupid bets from the Deadpool situation. Have you ever taken any stupid bets? No, but I should be benefiting from a stupid bet in about three years' time. I had a bet when I was at school with another lad who said he was going to captain the England football team and win a World Cup and score a hat-trick in the final of the World Cup before he was 30 years of age. Otherwise, I'll get £100. you still got four years left to do it, so technically... It's still feasible. It. Yeah. I haven't seen him for about 10 years now. Any name changes that you're unaware of? <laughs> no. So it might be quite difficult to track him down. If I do, that's £100 coming my way. How likely is it? Is he at least a professional footballer, even with like a really bad side? As far as I know, no. He's probably an investment banker. A little bit chubby. I'd be surprised if he's fat. He was quite skinny. Yeah? All right, basketball. He was quite small as well. All right, a jockey. (laughs) You've never met him, have you? I'm just using his proportions to work out what sport he could do. So have you ever done any stupid bets? Not any stupid bets, but I've done stupid things in order to impress people. I've stripped off quite a lot at parties. Yeah, I've seen that first hand. Yeah. 
and then a few seconds later the second hand and then and the chest's out and it's <laughs> I, I can't believe normally you'd wear gloves just so that you can seductively <laughs> remove them at parties long gloves the ones that come up to your elbows <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> made of silk and then I'll just get them and sort of waft them under a wealthy noble's nose when you strip at parties though it's never for a bet is it never for a bet just for fun really yeah because I'm incredibly proud of my own Maximus-esque physique. I actually can't fit in the room with you anymore. He was big as a room. Chunky is honky. Unfortunately, um, advice followed wholeheartedly by Gary Barlow. He's lost it again now, hasn't he? He has. He's lost it. And gained it at the same time. How? Musical credibility. Oh, right, yeah. Fair play to the chap. He always was the talented one. That's one way of putting it. No one else has been successful out of take that. No one else at all. Especially Mark Clementine. Mark Owen. More wank. Anagrams. That's linking back to Crosswits. Is it really? Yeah. Not on purpose. Tom O'Connor, what happened to him? Actually, these people that we suspect are dead, what have they been doing that leads you to think that they've been dead? Have they just retired? Or is there literally no demand for them anymore? After LOLO, did Gordon Kay simply have nowhere else to go? Or could people only see René? I, I bet he walks down the street and people go, Hello, hello. And that's not just policemen, that's everyone. Absolutely everyone. The, your train of thought, though, leads me to think that you think that Tom O'Connor's dead. I don't think he's dead, but we haven't seen much of him lately. Crosswits finished about 15, 20 years ago. Most other quality presenters have moved on to something else. Parky's always around, Wogan's always around. What happened to O'Connor? I'm more intrigued by what happened to his son, Andrew O'Connor. Who was he? He presented some game shows. Andrew O'Connor? What was he in? Maybe that one's for the ledger. Is that something else we can latch on to? Celebrity children that try and follow in their parents' footsteps and don't have anywhere near his success. Jason Connery. Yeah. He was billed as the next big thing on TV. Robin, the hooded man. There's never been a good adaptation of Robin Hood, and True. I, I stand by this. Even in spite of this recent BBC One big budget telling. I heard that it had been stolen. They'd been doing the teaser trailers on, on TV and... Everyone was getting ready for this, the next big Robin Hood adaptation. And then the tapes went missing. Someone had stolen them and ransomed them to the BBC. <laughs> Given them to Channel 5. That would have been brilliant, actually. Nicking them from BBC One, giving them to Channel 5. Literally robbing from the rich channel to give to the poor. Life imitating art. Imitating life. If you if believe, you believe the Robin Hood yeah. tale. I don't know whether I do. It's a bit far-fetched for me. Especially, I don't believe it anymore now that Robin Hood is a little weedy student. He's uh, a bit liberty civil right. Let's stop taxing everyone. You still kill people though, didn't you? No. Did you not? I don't think he kills anyone. I think they, it's all very sort of playground friendly. The arrows will hit their sleeve and keep them attached to a table so he can't move, but he won't kill anyone. It's like the A-team then. A man who has just got back from the Crusades having slaughtered probably many Saracens, doesn't really want to kill a Nottinghamshire sheriff. I find it unbelievable that he's that squeamish about it. I think it's because he can't. Why can't he? I think it's all a little bit of a play. Almost scripted. <laughs> he wants everyone to believe he's hard, but he don't fight really. He don't no. fight the big boys. He doesn't. He sends in little John. Big lad. His mum said, don't play around with big lads, before he sent him off to the Crusades. In one episode, they uh, use Little John as a Trojan horse, where Robin Hood <laughs> hides in his beard. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> hey, look, we brought you a present, a bearded giant. 
Oh, it's just what I've always wanted. <laughs> Wheel him in, lads. He looks a bit like that wanted outlaw. Oh, no, he, he's a big fella, this one. You know, it says on his name tag, Little John. He's, he's all right, bring him in. Was the Trojan horse, chronologically, before or after Robin Hood? Should the common term be a Trojan horse, or should it be a John's beard? The uh, Roman myth surely came before I would Nottingham assume so, myth. but I'd prefer to have a bearded man <laughs> instead of a chosen horse. Yeah. Beware of runts from the forest bearing big fellows with face fuzz would be a better common phrase than Greeks bearing gifts. We'd have to change so many things in order to fit that into common terminology, though. Yeah. Just think of computer viruses and bearded men. The whole idea of a bearded man would be sort of secondary almost, or primary to a bearded lady. Maybe instead of a computer virus, we'd call it a freak show. What, and so instead of a worm, you'd have a midget with a long leg? Not an anti-midget. No, I think the midget would come to represent defence of it. Oh. He would have midget software, because a midget's staunch, standing there with his beard, with his axe, keeping out the bearded men. But if he's a bearded man himself... But he's a bearded dwarf with his axe, maybe a hat with some horns coming out of it, keeping out the bearded man, which is the virus. And, and the bearded lady. And the bearded lady, which would represent um, the love virus. Not an anti-beard. I actually had an anti-beard. I had an Uncle Dwarf, though. <laughs> we should set them all, that'd be great. Anti-bearded Uncle Dwarf. Anti-virus. Anti-viral cream. <laughs> Hello, this is Mrs. Viral Cream. Only if you'd married Mr. Viral Cream. You wouldn't marry him, though, would you? If you assume that everyone initially got their names from what they did, if someone's called Viral Cream, <laughs> way, way back, they probably had gonorrhea. Graham Norton's antivirus cream <laughs> ordered through the internet with a webcam to a dwarf with a beard selling it. What about Mr. Natural Yogurt? Dave Yakult. But ha hang on, if there's natural yogurt, then there must be anti-natural yogurt as well. True. So if you're Mr. Natural Yogurt, you marry someone, she becomes Mrs. Natural Yogurt, their sisters have children, and their children are your nephews and nieces, Yeah. and to them you are their uncle and auntie. And you are anti-natural yoghurt, which means you are the nemesis of natural yoghurt. Which is your husband. Yeah. That's terrible. You're going to have to fight it out to see who will get in charge of the children. Isn't that a Dustin Hoffman film? Natural yoghurt versus natural yoghurt. <laughs> versus anti-natural yoghurt. <laughs> Mrs Doubtfire 2, anti-natural yoghurt. <laughs> Obviously, in the first one, he sees Doubtfire in the paper when he's on the phone applying for the position. <laughs> Is he just at the fridge this time? <laughs> What's your name? Oh, anti-natural yoghurt. If he'd looked to the left, he could have been Mrs. Omega-3. He could have Pierce Brosnan come back into it as Mr. Peanut Allergy. Mrs. Doubtfire 3, subtitle, Mr. Peanut Allergy versus Mrs. Anti-natural yoghurt. <laughs> Is that getting into sort of like the Three Colours trilogy? They've got three colours, red, white and blue, and each one tells the same story from a different perspective. So you've got Mrs. Doubtfire, obviously from Robin Williams' perspective. Number two would be from Sally Field's perspective. So that would be Mrs. Doubtfire, the wife, and the third one from Pierce Brosnan's Pierce Brosnan 3, subtitle, Peanut Allergy, Cruise Control. <laughs> it wasn't a peanut allergy, was it? It was pepper. Yes, it was a pepper. Oh, a no. whole load of paprika in his dinner. That's ruined the entire third film. We're going to have to reshoot it. Oh, no. Angry subtitle. GoldenEye 2. Paprika allergy. I know you can't really have James Bond sequels and, and have it subtitled, but can you imagine if James Bond's arch nemesis, Mrs. Anti-Viral Cream, had seized control of the Waffle Iron? Maybe she was holding a paprika factory to ransom. Right. And uh, James Bond had to go in there. Mm. 
But the biggest problem he's got is that he's allergic to paprika. What's he going to do? Could we not have Harrison Ford playing James Bond? And when he opens the door, he sees it all and goes, paprika. Why'd it have to be paprika? Is that like the snake? Yeah. yeah. Like the snakes in Indiana Jones. The Indiana Jones films are quite happily subtitled. Yeah. Done all right for him. Well, are they subtitles? It's not Indiana Indi- Jones colon The Last Crusade. It's Indiana Jones and The Last <laughs> Crusade. I think that's what Indiana Jones 4 is going to be. Indiana Jones 4, colon, The Last Crusade, because he's getting on a bit. He's got problems down there. <laughs> if you don't go now, it's going to shut down forever. Harry Potter 6 and the magic colon. How's that going to work then? I don't know. If he farts, a spell comes out. Maybe he's left his teenage years. He's getting a bit sexually experimental with Hermione. <laughs> he refers to it as a magic colon. Is Harry Potter stealing the... Th- Thunder from the Worst Witch. Possibly. Although Harry Potter's good, isn't he? He is. Was the Worst Witch not good, though? She was not the best. No, what I mean is, was she not good, as in Wicked Good Witch? Oh, she was a good witch. She was a bad good witch. Yeah, not a good witch, she was bad. But despite that, the idea of a school of magic has been stolen by Harry Potter. Harry Potter's a good, good guy, as opposed to a bad, good guy. Yeah. Or a good, bad guy. What? Is the little lad with blonde hair? He's a good bad guy. Does well, that mean he's good or bad? That means he's bad, but he's good at, at being magic. Bad. He's good at being bad, but he's bad at magic. Harry Potter is a bad good guy. I've never read a Harry Potter book in my life. I'm not. I've only seen one film, but this is just absorption from the from the mass media. I've got a, a vision of a Ron Weasley spin-off called Weasley: colon, <laughs> The Ginger Years. I have to say that he didn't get a good start in life, did he? Being called Weasley and having ginger hair. No, you sort of tune on down before you start there. <laughs> yeah. And accused of being a witch. Sink or swim. That probably started out as a stupid bet, actually. Oh, mate, there's a warning who's down the road. I bet we can't convince the crowd to say if she sinks, she's a witch, and if she don't, we'll burn her. Well, I'll take yeah. that bet. I'll have a go. Mrs. Smith, yeah, we've got we've got a question for you. Then what happens? The burner. That's a very short film. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm not sort of pitching a documentary of the evolution of witch trials. That would probably be quite a boring film. I'd rather just watch Harry Potter. But you've just said that Harry Potter is stealing the thunder from the worst witch. And surely oh, no. the, the worst witch should be drowned. What a conundrum. The worst witch shouldn't be drowned. So if she drowns and she's a witch and she'll be burned and she wouldn't exist to have her thunder stolen by Harry Potter, who as far as we know is capable of thunder stealing. Going back to the archaeology theme of Indiana Jones, mm. the Lara Croft films, now they were strangely subtitled because the first one was called Lara Croft Tomb Raider mm. and then the second one was Lara Croft Tomb Raider Cradle of Life. If they made a third, would it be Lara Croft Tomb Raider Cradle of Life, The Wonder Years. You've got to ask yourself there, where is the subtitle? Is the subtitle The Cradle of Life, or is it The Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life? So why are you just quoting the title of the main character at the start? Surely the first film should just be called Tomb Raider, and it happens to have a character in it called Lara Croft. Mm. And the second film should be called The Cradle of Life. Is it like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, James Bond, Paprika Analyst? What was the second Ace Ventura film? Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. You see, with them, they got rid of the profession. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, When Nature Calls, Monkey Control. (laughs) (laughs) Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Bra Control. Now, an interesting crossover point here is, did you not once think that the butler would be a good Bond? Yes. I can't remember his name. Chris Barry. Chris Barry, yeah. He could play Bond. (laughs) In a Roger Moore way, it wouldn't be a Daniel Craig way. Kind of a more light-hearted, quip way. You could have just said in a Moore way. Roger Moore, the more... The merrier. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They should make a series of carry-on films. Roger Moore, the more the merrier. Roger Moore, feeling Moorish. Roger Moore, the more, where he's blacked up like a Moor, i.e. Othello. Roger Moore playing Othello. Roger Moore on the Yorkshire Moors. 
<laughs> That's it, really. Going back to Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Bra Control. Yeah. Again. I just want to touch on this subject. I bet you do. In the first film, they gave her a massive padded bra. In the second film, they didn't do that. So you can see that she shrunk dramatically from the first film to the second. Right. Why would you do that? But then again, you've got Daniel Craig in that as well. You have. Links everywhere. I don't know whether he wears links. I think he's a bit more classy than that. FC UK, number three. What, in the third film? Yeah, FC UK, number three. Odour control. Sounds dodgy. Mm. If you were to do a film about thatching, would you be disappointed if you turned up to see a film entitled Lara Croft? <laughs> it was just the story of how this, you know, dovecot-encompassed little country townhouse was renovated. I'd love it. To see Lara Croft, thatch control. <laughs> Based on the bikini shots from the second film, I think there has been some thatch control. <laughs> Would you ever consider having yourself waxed? Well, all over. The back sack and crack. Oh no, don't fancy that at I all. I think the idea of completely smooth male genitalia is... The hair is there for a reason, to cover it up as much as possible, because it doesn't look nice. Plus, have you ever tried to pull a pube from your balls? Have you? No. <laughs> exactly, I don't want to. It will hurt. <laughs> So to have them all ripped off in one go. One fell swoop. Oh. And also the idea of exposing yourself that much. Someone really getting in there. Putting hot wax. Putting hot wax. <laughs> I don't think they use hot wax, do they? They use those strips. But is that not got hot wax on them? Or do they not cover you in hot wax, then put the strip on and rip it oh, off? Because no, the they... idea is the wax sort of dries, sticking to the bit of strip and encasing the hair within the wax. And then when they rip it off, obviously the wax is stronger than the skin. Mm. So it rips the hair off. That's not something I want on my nads. No. But I have seen footage of women being waxed. And the lack of dignity involved. It's just lying back, legs round your head, and a woman <laughs> furking around. It just seems like more effort and more loss of dignity than it's worth. Lara Croft Thatch Control is seeming a whole different prospect now. It's not going to be as good a film as it could have been. No. Do you think maybe Robin Hood only ever did what he did for what was initially a stupid bet he took with one of his mates that you can't wind up the sheriff and it just went all went horribly wrong for him and he ended up being outlawed and living in a tree? Do you think that he stole money to pay off the bet that he failed? I'd like to think that everything like that started off like a stupid bet. Come on, Agamemnon. Give it a go. It won't work. Bet it will. All right, 20 kroner. That the currency back <laughs> Everyone then. knows that the early Greeks were actually Swedish. Come on, Dave. Jump over that. Don't No, don't look over it before you go. I want to. No, don't. I bet you don't want to. I do. Oh, no, I wish I'd looked before I left. Everything should have started out like that. Yeah, everything's a bet. Everything started out based on one man's lack of respect for his own danger and mortality. If you believe the film Troy, though, what actually happened was Sean Bean was sat next to some guy carving a horse out of a piece of wood. A very small horse, I hasten to add. Yeah. You couldn't fit anyone in. And then Sean Bean goes, Hey, up! Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Gives me an idea. And next thing you know, they're in a massive horse, which they construct in the space of, all oh, the time it takes for him to go, ping, light bulb. <laughs> they probably dismantle their own ships again stupid bet you're banking on it working to the extent you'll sink your own fleet and method of getting home and defense just in order to have a shot at this wacky idea of a horse which could probably hold about 10 men in it let's be honest you've got to be pretty damn stupid this magic horse has <laughs> appeared i'll let that in oh it's got a lot of men in you're dead 
the Trojan horse, no matter how big it was, it wasn't a clown car. It didn't have an endless supply of Greeks with red noses coming out. And wheels. And massive feet going, oh, I'm going to chop you. How many horses have got wheels? Yeah, horses don't have wheels. No. Sean Bean, lovely horse, tastes like strawberries. Has Sean Bean ever done a convincing accent? Is he the new Sean Connery? He does it for about a minute and you think, oh, that's a good voice. And then it disappears. <laughs> and it becomes Major Sharp again. Yeah. Does Sean Bean resent the fact that he is Mr. Bean? I think they should make Bean too. <laughs> An hour and a half of Sean Bean sitting there showing you around his house. Who'd live in a house like this? <laughs> is there a bit of Mr. Bean where he's sort of with playing around with a model house? Or am I confusing that with a sketch from Not the Nine O'Clock News? If it wasn't for Blackadder... I would think that Rowan Atkinson was actually Mr. Bean. Think of the majority of characters he's ever played. They're very Bean-esque. They are. Everyone he plays in, not the 9 o'clock news. Really? Have you seen Rat Race? Is he the one that sets up the entire bet? No, that's John Cleese. That's a wacky bet. Is Rat Race similar to, um, it's a mad, 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 mad world? What, that Christmas number one from a few years ago? No, no, not that one. The film um, from the 50s where... A convicted criminal says that all his booty he's ever stolen over his career is hidden under a massive X. And then people set off on planes and trains and automobiles and John Candy's there. And they try and find the booty and everyone's rushing for it. John Candy's not really there. No, he isn't there. He wasn't even born. Was Steve Martin there? Steve Martin wasn't there either. No. Yes, it is like that. Rowan Atkinson's character is a mute, I think. But he just plays it in a very B&esque way. Is he not also in Scooby-Doo? And he's also in Johnny English. If you're making films based on adverts, should they have done a Blackadder set in the 50s? Yeah, probably. Blackadder 5, Happy Days. That brings me on to another thing. I've heard that five are coming back, the band. Yes. But there's only going to be four members. How's that going to work? They're not going to change the name, so they're still going to be called five. Inaccurate. Yeah, completely inaccurate. Maybe there'll be subtitles, so it'll be five, colon, four. Is that also a sex video? I always wondered whether the sequel to The Fantastic Four would be called Fantastic. The Fantastic Five, which means that Enid Blyton has to get involved somewhere along Fantastic the Fantastic Four Five. How secret were the Secret Seven when they actually wrote a series of books about them? <laughs> Not, Not that, that secret, secret, are you? No. The Secret Service, it is a secret. I mean, they publish all the other service numbers in the yellow pages, but they don't publish the phone number for the Secret Service, do they? Do you want to give the army a ring? All right, mail. How's the army going? It's all right, thanks. Killed a few people, built a few dams. Played some squash. Seen the Air Force lately. Nah, it's just been playing volleyball all day. With dog tags and moustaches. Yeah, that's true. Who's better? Iceman from <laughs> Top Gun or Iceman the Superhero? Iceman the Superhero. And is Val Kilmer just a poor reflection of Tom Cruise? He's taller. He's like a fairground mirror reflection, okay. really. What I mean is, they've had virtually identical career, but Val Kilmer has fared slightly worse. Top Gun, Tom Cruise is the main one. Val Kilmer is Iceman. I've never seen Top Gun, by the way. Then, Tom Cruise does Legend, Val Kilmer does Willow. No, Willow wins there. Okay, that's, the, that's one to kill. Yeah. Cruise does Mission Impossible. Kilmer does The Saint. That's 2-1 then. Tom Cruise is a raving mentalist and Val Kilmer isn't, so that's one to Val Kilmer. That's true. Has Tom Cruise ever done a superhero film? Because Val Kilmer was the second Batman. No. So no, really, then, to the argument. There's a couple of similarities along the way, and that's it. In the way that you could say he's just an actor. Do you know that Tom Cruise's full name is Thomas Mapother the Fourth? <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> it is. You can believe that as much as you want. Thomas Mapother goes forth. 
Tom Cruise, what would you say has been the most important thing defining your career? Oh, control. There you have it. Tom Cruise, control. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Cruise, should it be the case that celebrities outside of the acting realm should only be allowed to do jobs and careers that are directly aligned with their names? Example, inspired by Tom, Katie Holmes. Margaret Mar- Thatcher. Annika Rice. She sells rice. Tim Curry. Sells curry. Mark Curry. Curry to Curry. Mark Curry and Tim Curry both open an Indian restaurant next door to each other to see who is the most successful at selling that product. I thought that was going to be the next expedition for Michael Palin. (laughs) Similarly, TV show pitches just based on a title. Mike Reed, read it and weep. Mike Reed informs people of a family bereavement through the post. Read all about it. Mike Reed does a travelogue. Read all about it, IT, a tutorial programme about information technology. Reed versus Reed. Mike Reed from Top of the Pops fame and Mike Reed, Frank Butcher fame. Alright, well, what was this week's Read All About It? Lisa Tarbuck takes on a role of managing her own coffee shop, Lisa Starbuck. That's actually rhyming slang for Starbucks, isn't it? Lisa Tarbuck. Really? Well, you've never done coffee shop rhyming slang? No. Get yourself down miniature heroes for a coffee. Nero's? Subway? Yeah, I'm going to get myself a Do Grey. He's not done much since Mission Impossible 2. You know if they ever make two more sequels? Because it went Mission Impossible was the first one. Yeah. The second one was actually called MI2, wasn't it? Yeah. The third one, MI3. Yeah. So if they get to MI5, we'll be a crossover between Spooks and Mission Impossible. What's the difference between MI5 and MI6? MI5 is internal stuff. In MI6, you need to drink martinis, schmooze with the ladies. Should Pierce Brosnan, or indeed any of the Bonds, be allowed to drink on duty? Not allowed to, no. Is it a giveaway when they come to the bar, sitting at the bar in the restaurant, what you'll have to drink? Oh, I can't, I'm spying. He's a good action hero, but he's a terrible spy. What's your name, Bond? James Bond. James Bonds, if he'd have just been an insurance broker. It'd be quite good if you had to change your name based on your occupation. The flip of the way it used to be. Everyone would be actor. We'd be podcasters. (laughs) 